Welcome to the Wellness in Every Season of Motherhood podcast, where we explore what it means to achieve total wellness. I am your host, Autumn Carter. This podcast is geared more towards mothers, but we try to be inclusive of all here as we learn together to get us out of survival mode and into thriving during life transitions. This is episode 13. Welcome back, Wellness Wanderers. It's time for another insightful episode dedicated to your holistic well-being. I am your host, and together we'll embark on a journey towards a healthier, more fulfilled life as moms. In our previous episodes, we explored the eight dimensions of wellness, understanding how they intertwine with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the stages of change. Today, we are diving into another important aspect of our well-being, building trust in ourselves. Each element we've discussed so far, the dimensions of wellness, the hierarchy of needs, and the stages of change act as threads weaving a tapestry of self-discovery and personal growth. They lay the foundation for us to explore the intricate world of self-trust. Throughout our conversation, we will discover practical ways to create small wins, find pleasure, show kindness to our past and future selves, stay curious, and break free from the shackles of should thinking. While listening to this podcast, I want you to envision a future where you embrace self-trust and the joys of parenting, a future where you confidently navigate each stage of change, supported by the fundamental principles of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the eight dimensions of wellness. Get ready to step outside your comfort zone and unlock new possibilities. Building trust in oneself after experiencing past failures can be a challenging journey, but it is absolutely possible. Here are some steps you can take to rebuild trust in yourself. Practice self-compassion. Acknowledge that everyone makes mistakes and experiences failures. You're not the only one here. Treat yourself with kindness, understanding, and forgiveness. Yes, it is easier than it sounds. What works for me is to reframe my thinking when I am not treating myself with kindness, understanding, compassion, and forgiveness. For me, this means stopping myself, taking a breath, mental or literal, depending on how far down the unkind road I am, and then switching to saying I don't know or understand something yet, or saying three kind things to myself to counteract the one negative thought in my head. Then I remind myself that past failures do not define my worth or my ability to succeed in the future. It is amazing how freeing this change is, and please let me know what you think if you decide to try it. Reflect on past experiences. Take time to reflect on your past failures and identify the lessons you have learned from them. Instead of dwelling on the negative aspects, focus on the growth and wisdom gained through these experiences. I call this the silver lining, and I am now a little too good at doing it. Recognize that failure often provides valuable opportunities for learning and personal development. It also makes you more empathetic to others because you understand their pain. It gives you the opportunity to help others to avoid your mistakes and or know the easiest way out of a challenge like yours. Set realistic expectations. Sometimes past failures can stem from setting unrealistic expectations or taking on too much at once. I still struggle with this one and need to pare down. Set achievable and realistic goals for yourself. Break larger goals into smaller, manageable steps to increase your chances of success and build confidence along the way. The best way to do this is to start with a SMART goal. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. I love goals and forward momentum. This is where life coaches like me shine. I have an episode planned in one month about goal setting, but we will dive just a little bit deeper into this in just a moment. Celebrate small wins. Acknowledge and celebrate your achievements no matter how small they may seem. Some people use a ta-da list, kind of like a to-do list, but ta-da, they're already done. Recognizing your progress and accomplishments even in small increments will boost your confidence and reinforce trust in your abilities. This does not have to be food-related. It can be as small as taking a stretch break after completing a task 
or working on a project you really want to work on after doing a task you dread first. We'll spend more time on this in just a minute. Take action and persist. Building trust in yourself requires taking action and facing your fears. Take small steps toward your goals, even if it feels uncomfortable or uncertain. As you accumulate positive experiences and evidence of your capabilities, your trust in yourself will grow. This goes along with the stages of change. We will relapse while striving for something we need or want to change. Keep going. Don't give up. This goes along with the stages of change. We will relapse while striving for something we need or want to change. Keep going. Get right back up. Surround yourself with supportive people. Seek out a support network of friends, family, or mentors who believe in you and can provide encouragement and guidance along your journey. Surrounding yourself with positive influence can help you stay motivated and reinforce your belief in yourself. As Katie said in episode 9, social wellness, you emulate the five people that you are around the most. Focus on personal growth. Cultivate a growth mindset and embrace the idea that failure is a stepping stone to success. View challenges as opportunities for growth and continuous improvement. Seek out learning experiences and engage in activities that expand your knowledge and skills. Listen to episode 3 on intellectual wellness and episode 10 on occupational wellness for more ideas. Practice self-care. Taking care of your physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, environmental, occupational, social, and financial well-being is crucial in building trust in yourself. Prioritize self-care activities that rejuvenate and nurture you, such as exercise, mindfulness, journaling, or engaging in hobbies that bring you joy. The key is taking the time to do things that bring you joy because parenthood takes a lot out of our cup. Self-care is how we replenish the cup so that we can better show up in the world we created. Building trust in yourself is a gradual process and it requires patience and perseverance. One day or moment you will be amazing at it, and the next you will need to take a breath and try again. Be gentle with yourself, celebrate progress, and keep moving forward. Each step you take towards rebuilding trust in yourself will bring you closer to achieving your goals, showing by example, and the ultimate goal, living a fulfilling life. Creating small wins for yourself is an effective way to build trust and confidence in yourself. Here are some strategies to help you create small wins and develop self-trust. Break down your larger goals into smaller actionable steps. Make sure your goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. SMART goals. This allows you to focus on manageable tasks and increases the likelihood of success. I learned this in my college career and found huge success with it. And one trick is to write down your goal in future tense. So I will do something specific and add a measurement by this date. I hope that made sense. Begin with tasks that are relatively easy to accomplish. By completing these tasks successfully, you build momentum and gain a sense of achievement. This is why SMART goals are always broken down until they become a stepping stone leading toward the ultimate goal, or baby steps if they need to be that small for you. Create a to-do list or use a planner to to prioritize your tasks. Identify the most important and urgent tasks and tackle them first. This helps you stay focused, motivated, and prevents overwhelming yourself. I write down my task list the night before and then number the order of importance. When you achieve a small win, take the time to acknowledge and celebrate it. Celebrations can be as simple as pausing for a breath, treating yourself to something you enjoy, or sharing your accomplishment with a supportive friend or family member. Celebrating reinforces positive feelings and reinforces the trust you're building in yourself. I always function better when I receive positive reinforcement. My little kids don't give it to me, so why not give it to myself throughout the day in small ways? Consistency is key to creating small wins. 
Set aside dedicated time each day or week to work toward your goals. Even if you can only spare a few minutes, consistency compounds over time and leads to progress. I will be creating a worksheet for block scheduling soon, but in the meantime, try to schedule your day between natural breaks such as naps and feeding schedules. Also try to stack your day with similar activities or activities that can be done together, such as catching up with a friend, exercise, and outside time. Equals a play day walk, basically. Take a moment to reflect on your past successes. No matter how small they may seem, remind yourself of the challenges you've overcome and the goals you've achieved. This reflection reinforces your belief in your abilities and helps you see patterns of success. Write them down for times when you are struggling. I still do this. If you encounter setbacks or failures along the way, view them as opportunities for growth and learning. Instead of getting discouraged, identify what you can learn from the experience and how you can adjust your approach moving forward. The ability to bounce back from setbacks is a testament to your resilience and build trust in your capacity to handle challenges. Sometimes a setback means not yet and use the momentum you have to change directions towards another worthy goal until the time is right for the one you're originally starting with. Share your goals and progress with a trusted friend, family member, or life coach. Having someone who can support and hold you accountable can provide motivation, encouragement, and perspective when needed. The best life coaches have life coaches of their own for this reason, and I have several coaches. The key is to start small and gradually increase the difficulty of your goals as you build trust in yourself. By consistently achieving small wins, you'll develop a stronger belief in your capabilities and create a positive cycle of self-trust and accomplishment. I needed to do this when I first moved out of my abusive childhood home. Not sure why they call it a home. It wasn't one. I was lost and had major decision fatigue, so I needed to start to build trust in myself. And this is the formula that worked for me. Welcome to the mindfulness practice part of our segment. I'll guide you through a mindfulness practice specifically designed to help you build trust in yourself. Mindfulness allows us to cultivate self-awareness, develop a non-judgmental attitude, and embrace self-compassion. By incorporating mindfulness into our lives, we can foster a deep sense of trust in our abilities and intuitions as moms. Find a comfortable and a quiet space where you can practice mindfulness without interruptions. It could be a dedicated meditation area, a cozy corner of your home, or even outdoors in nature. Sit in a position that feels comfortable and stable for you. You can choose to sit cross-legged on a cushion, on a chair with your feet flat on the ground, or even lie down if that feels more relaxing. Allow your body to relax and settle into the posture. Close your eyes or gently lower your gaze. Begin by bringing your attention to your breath. Notice the natural rhythm of your inhalations and exhalations. Follow the breath as it enters and leaves your body without trying to control or manipulate it. Be fully present with each breath, using it as an anchor to the present moment. Shift your attention to your thoughts and emotions. Without judgment, observe any thoughts or feelings that arise. Notice any self-doubts, fears, or limiting beliefs that may surface. Allow them to come and go, acknowledging their presence without attaching to them or getting carried away. Begin to repeat affirmations silently in your mind focusing on building trust in yourself. Choose affirmations that resonate with you personally. Here are some examples, but you can use your own. 
I trust in my abilities as a mother. I am capable and resilient. I make decisions that are right for me and my family. I embrace my intuition and trust my instincts. I am worthy of self-trust and self-compassion. Shift your focus to self-compassion. Visualize yourself as a loving and nurturing mother, extending kindness and understanding to yourself. Imagine wrapping yourself up in a warm, comforting embrace of self-compassion. Allow any self-judgment or criticism to dissolve, replacing it with self-love and acceptance. Bring your attention back to your breath. Grounding yourself in the present moment, feel the sensations of your breath as it nourishes your body. Notice the rise and fall of your chest or the feeling of air passing through your nostrils. Stay present using the breath as an anchor whenever your mind starts to wander. Slowly open your eyes if they were closed. Take a moment to appreciate the time you dedicated to building trust in yourself. Carry the feelings of self-trust and self-compassion with you as you continue your day. Practicing mindfulness allows us to cultivate self-awareness, self-compassion, and self-trust. By incorporating this mindfulness practice into your routine, you can strengthen your belief in yourself as a mother and develop a deep sense of trust in your abilities. Trust is built over time, so be patient and kind to yourself as you embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth. Finding key ways to create pleasure and incorporating them into your routine can be a powerful motivator to stay on track with your goals as a mom. Here are some strategies to help you infuse pleasure into your journey. Reflect on activities that genuinely bring you pleasure and make you feel alive. These can be hobbies, creative outlets, physical activities, or even simple moments of relaxation. Make a list of these activities and prioritize incorporating them into your schedule. It might even be helpful to number them. Which one is your top one? All the way down to which one is your least favorite, least fulfilling. Set aside specific time slots in your schedule dedicated to pleasurable activities. Treat them as non-negotiable appointments with yourself. They can even be naps, by the way. Whether it's a half-hour reading, engaging in a craft, going for a walk, or enjoying a cup of tea, having designated pleasure breaks ensures that you consistently carve out time for your own enjoyment. We want this for our family members, which means we need to lead by example. Find ways to infuse pleasure into routine tasks. For example, play your favorite music while doing household chores or cooking. I play music while cooking and listen to podcasts for chores. My husband watches videos when cooking and doing chores. Find what works for you. Create a pleasant ambience by lighting scented candles or using essential oils. We cheat by using wax melts and smart outlets on a schedule and have dimming lights. By adding elements of pleasure to daily tasks, you can shift your perspective and make them more enjoyable. When things are more enjoyable, we tend to do them more. Step out of your comfort zone and seek out new experiences that bring you pleasure. It could be starting a new hobby, visiting new places, or learning a new skill. Engaging in novel experiences not only brings pleasure, but also expands your horizons and keeps you inspired on your journey. Some of the seemingly scary things I tried ended up being my favorite memories or hobbies. 
Cultivate a sense of presence and mindfulness as you go about your daily activities. Pay attention to the sensory experiences and the small moments of joy that arise. Engaging fully in the present moment helps you appreciate and gain pleasure from even the simplest of tasks. This keeps you from disassociating or feeling like you are living outside of your body. Seek out communities or groups of moms who share similar interests or goals. Connecting with others who appreciate and prioritize pleasure can provide a supportive and uplifting environment. Share ideas, experiences, and engage in activities together that bring joy and help you stay on track with your goals. I dug myself out of postpartum depression this way and ended up back in school to finish my degree. Really great decisions. I'm so happy with myself for that. Self-care is a fundamental aspect of creating pleasure in your life. Dedicate time to take care of your physical mental and emotional well-being, whether it's taking a relaxing bath, practicing meditation, or engaging in activities that recharge you. Self-care nourishes your soul and enhances your ability to enjoy the journey. Allow room for spontaneity and playfulness in your life. Let go of rigid schedules occasionally and give yourself permission to indulge in impromptu moments of pleasure. Spontaneous outings, playful interactions with your children, or engaging in activities purely for the joy of it can infuse your days with delight. I love spontaneity as much as I love to plan. Both are important for balance, ease, and joy. Creating pleasure is an ongoing process, and it requires intentional effort and self-awareness. By consciously incorporating activities that bring you joy, you can infuse your journey as a mom with a sense of fulfillment, motivation, and enjoyment. Attention stay-at-home moms, are you ready to take step towards your dream job but feel unsure of where to start? If you are a mom who wants to return to the workforce and land your dream job, I have incredible news for you. Introducing my eight-week program designed specifically for moms like you. I understand that the job search process can feel overwhelming, especially after being away from the workforce for several years. Stay-at-home mom over here. That's why I'm here to provide you with practical tools and strategies that will empower you to navigate this journey with confidence. In my pilot program, we're already underway, but you can still be among the first to know when the doors open for the next round. Simply sign up online at wellnessineveryseason.com to stay updated on all the details. Don't let fear or uncertainty hold you back from pursuing your dream job. Together, we'll make your dream job a reality. Let's take a look at how the weeks are broken down in my course. Week one is introduction and journal entries. We'll dive into understanding your motivations, helping you identify your why and set the foundation for your journey. Week two is skill exploration. We'll explore your existing skills and discover how they align with your dream job. This process will help you highlight your strengths and identify areas for improvement. Week three is resume workshop part one. We'll work on creating a compelling resume and cover letter that effectively showcases your experience and skills. You'll draft a rough version and receive guidance to refine it. Week four is career exploration. Together, we'll explore various job offerings and introduce an Excel workbook that will assist you in organizing your job search. This week will broaden your horizons and expand your options. Week five, resume workshop part two. You'll present your resume and cover letter to the group for peer review and feedback. This collaborative approach will provide valuable insights to enhance your application materials. Week six and seven, job hunting and practice interviews. You'll learn effective job hunting strategies and practice your interviewing skills. We'll cover topics such as applying for jobs, mock interviews, negotiating salaries, and how to decline or accept job offers. Plus, you'll receive updates on the job search process. Week eight is closing out the class. We'll wrap up the program, celebrating your progress and accomplishments. You'll gain a sense of closure and leave with the confidence and skills needed to embark on your dream job journey. 
Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Sign up now at wellnessineveryseason.com and be the first to know when our doors open. Let's make your dream job a reality together. Being kind to your past and future self is a valuable practice that can support your journey of self-trust. Here's how you can cultivate kindness towards both versions of yourself. Rather than dwelling on past mistakes or regrets, approach your past with compassion. Recognize that you are doing the best you could with knowledge, resources, and circumstances you had at the time. View your experiences as opportunities for growth and learning. Acknowledge the lessons you've gained from challenges and mistakes. Appreciate how those experiences have shaped you into the person you are today. Forgive yourself for any perceived shortcomings or disappointments. Holding on to guilt or self-blame only hinders your progress. Allow yourself to let go of past mistakes and move forward with self-compassion. I found simply ignoring guilt or self-blame made it come up at odd times, so instead I try to look at it from all angles, learn what I can from it, and then release it. Being mindful of setting realistic being mindful of setting realistic expectations for yourself. Avoid overwhelming your future self with unrealistic demands or an excessive workload. Smart goals and then break down your goals into manageable steps will set yourself up for success. Consider the well-being of your future self by prioritizing self-care. Take care of your emotional, physical, spiritual, intellectual, environmental, occupational, social, and financial health. All eight dimensions. Engage in activities that nourish and rejuvenate you, ensuring that you have the energy and resilience to pursue your goals. Anticipate the needs and challenges of your future self. Plan and prepare as best you can to make things easier for your future self. This could involve organizing your schedule, setting reminders. Hey Siri, hey Google, remind me to blank at this time or every day at this time. Or making proactive decisions that align with your long-term goals. Trust that the choices you make in the present will benefit your future self. Listen to your intuition and inner wisdom when making decisions. Cultivate self-trust by honoring your values and aligning your actions with your authentic self. If you doubt the decisions you made when calm, then you will wear yourself out. Try to make the decision once and stick to it. Cultivate mindfulness to develop awareness of the present moment. Being present allows you to fully engage in the here and now. Enhancing our, your ability, enhancing your ability to be kind and compassionate towards yourself in the present. Express gratitude for your past experiences, recognizing that they have shaped you and brought you to where you are today. Also cultivate gratitude for your future possibilities, trusting that positive outcomes and growth lie ahead. By practicing kindness towards your past and future self, you foster a sense of acceptance, understanding, and support. Embracing self-kindness allows you to let go of self-judgment and build a foundation of trust in yourself and your journey. Self-kindness is an ongoing practice and it takes time and patience. Be gentle with yourself and celebrate the progress you make along the way. Curiosity curiosity fuels exploration, growth, and self-discovery. Here are some strategies to help you stay curious on your journey. Embrace a learning mindset. Adopt a mindset of continuous learning and growth. Approach life with a sense of curiosity, open-mindedness, and a willingness to explore new ideas, perspectives, and experiences. See challenges as opportunities for learning and view mistakes as valuable lessons. Ask questions. Cultivate the habit of asking questions both of yourself and others. Question your assumptions, beliefs, and self-limiting thoughts. Challenge the status quo and seek deeper understanding. 
Ask yourself why and what if to stimulate curiosity and expand your knowledge, just the same as your kids do. Explore different perspectives. Be open to different viewpoints and experiences. Engage in conversations with diverse individuals, read books from various genres, and expose yourself to different cultures and ways of life. This broadens your perspective, encourages empathy, and keeps your curiosity alive. Try to stay out of the echo chamber where you are only listening to those who think and talk like you. Follow your interests and passions. Pay attention to the activities, subjects, or hobbies that naturally pique your curiosity. Follow those interests and allow yourself to dive deep into them, explore related topics, seek out resources, and immerse yourself in learning experiences that align with your passions. We encourage our children to do this. We should do it for ourselves too. Embrace the unknown. Cultivate a comfort with uncertainty and the unknown. Instead of fearing the unfamiliar, approach it with curiosity and an eagerness to explore. Practice mindfulness. Incorporate mindfulness into your daily life to cultivate present moment awareness. When you engage in tasks or activities, bring your full attention to the present experience. Notice the details, sensations, and emotions that arise. By being fully present, you enhance your ability to notice or appreciate the nuances of life fostering curiosity. It is okay to have conflicting thoughts or emotions. Engage in play and creativity. Make time for playfulness and creativity. Engaging in activities like art, music, writing, or playful exercises stimulates your imagination and and encourages curiosity. Allow yourself to experiment, try new approaches, and explore your creative side. Embrace a growth mindset. Adopt a growth mindset, believing in your capacity for growth and improvement. See challenges as opportunities to learn and develop new skills. Embrace the belief that with effort, perseverance, and curiosity, you can overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. I used to believe I had to be perfect the first try or it was not worth exploring. It took me working on myself to discover the beauty in the journey to proficiency. I am relearning how to swim after almost drowning as a child. I am learning the piano as adult. I am nowhere near perfect, and the journey is what I am pausing to enjoy. I am enjoying the movement my fingers make, knowing what the notations on sheet music mean, how to properly put my face in the water, and turn for air during freestyle. Curiosity is a mindset that requires nurturing. Cultivate an attitude of wonder, exploration, and a genuine desire to learn. By staying curious, you will continually discover new aspects of yourself, build trust in your capabilities, and create a fulfilling and enriching journey of self-discovery. Welcome to the life hack segment. This life hack is about laundry. Woo! (laughs) Laundry can often feel like an overwhelming chore, but with a few simple tweaks and involving the whole family, it can become a fun and efficient task. It can even be fun because you are doing less of the work and you are getting in family time once the rest of the family stops complaining. Set a family laundry routine. Establish a regular laundry routine that works for your family schedule. Determine how often you'll do laundry, such as every other day, and stick to it. This ensures that laundry doesn't pile up and becomes more manageable. We are a family of six and do laundry every other day. Assign age-appropriate tasks for your children, even if they're too young to fold clothes. For example, have them gather and sort laundry by color or type. This teaches them the responsibility and teamwork while lightening your load, especially if they're sorting it when it's dirty before it goes in. 
You may need to rearrange your laundry room to make it more accessible and safe, which is what I'm going to be doing for our oldest so you can put soap in. Designate a specific time for family folding time. Put on some upbeat music or an audiobook that everyone enjoys. Encourage conversation and laughter while folding clothes together. You can even make it a friendly competition by timing each other or racing to finish. Another way is teaching your family how to fold the KonMari way so that the, the laundry stays standing up. This method involves folding clothes into compact rectangles that stand upright similar to files in a drawer. It maximizes space and gives a neat appearance and it also means that favorite t-shirts won't end up at the bottom of the drawer where nobody can find them. And I will post photos of our drawers and a YouTube video explaining the explaining how to fold in the episode transcript. Divide tasks among family members to streamline the process. Make use of your washing machine's delay start feature. Set the first load of laundry to start washing in the evening or at another time that's more appropriate for you. For example, our family puts the first load of laundry in at night and we set it to delay start until the morning and it will be done by the time everybody wakes up. So as soon as we all wake up, we switch laundry from the washer to the dryer and put the next load in if we have another load. Instead of tucking away folding clothes immediately, leave them out in the living room or a central location so that children and other family members are having to put away their own laundry. Place pre-sorted hampers in your closet for an easy laundry organization. This is what we do. And we have them labeled for whites, darks, and cleaning cloths. Do whatever works for your family, but it really helps if you have it in a central place so you're not having to hunt for dirty clothes. Approach laundry with a positive mindset and model enthusiasm to inspire your family. I know it's kind of hard to with laundry sometimes. Celebrate small accomplishments and express gratitude for everyone's effort. By involving the whole family, incorporating fun elements, and optimizing your laundry routine, you can transform you can transform this household dreaded chore into an enjoyable and efficient activity and make it so that you're not as much of a maid because everybody's involved. So it's definitely a win for you. Should thinking refers to the habit of constantly imposing rigid expectations on ourselves or others. It can create unnecessary pressure, feelings of guilt or inadequacy, and limit our ability to trust ourselves and make authentic choices. Here's how you can stay away from should thinking. Pay attention to your thoughts and language. Notice when you use the word should or shouldn't in your self-talk or when discussing expectations with others. Recognize that these are external impositions and not necessarily aligned with your true desires or values. Change them as quickly as you can, and as you do so, you will catch yourself faster and faster until you are no longer doing it. Question the rationality of your should thoughts. Ask yourself why you believe something should be a certain way. Examine whether these expectations are based on your own values, personal goals, and authentic desires, or if they stem from societal pressures or external influences, or even trauma. Instead of using should, reframe your thoughts into words like choose to or prefer to. This subtle shift acknowledges that you have autonomy and agency in your decisions. It empowers you to make choices that align with your values and desires rather than feeling obligated to fulfill external expectations. Clarify your own values and priorities. 
Get clear on what truly matters to you, independent of societal expectations. By grounding yourself in your own values, you can make choices that align with your authentic self and let go of the shoulds that don't resonate with your core beliefs. Be kind and compassionate with yourself when you notice should thinking creeping in. Understand that it is com- it is a common habit and not a reflection of your self-worth or abilities. Treat yourself with understanding and gentleness, just as you would a close friend. Remind yourself that you are doing the best you can and it's okay to let go of unrealistic expectations. Please do so. Surround yourself with individuals who value and support your authentic self. Seek out communities or like-minded individuals who encourage self-acceptance, personal growth, and authenticity. Engage in conversations and relationships that nurture your self-belief and help you stay true to yourself. If you don't have any, then make it a goal to find five people who will support you by a certain date. That'll be your SMART goal. Then break it down by finding groups online and in person that align with your morals, values, and interests. Join the groups that resonate with you the most and then start making friends within those groups. And now we are on to coaching questions. Here are some coaching questions to help you ponder where you are and what you need to change throughout this week. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you trust yourself in making decisions and taking action toward your goals? And why? Why did you put that number? What evidence or experiences contribute to your current level of self-trust? How does self-trust, or lack thereof, impact your motivation, confidence, and overall well-being? What do you believe are the key factors to a sense of self-trust? Reflecting on past experiences, when have you felt the most confident and trusting in yourself? What contributed to that feeling? What actions or practices can you implement to rebuild trust in yourself? How can you start incorporating them in your life? How do you currently define or measure small wins for yourself? In what areas of your life or goals do you find it easier to create small wins? Why? What are some specific actions or milestones you can set for yourself to create small wins on a regular basis? How can you break down larger goals into manageable steps? How often do you consciously incorporate pleasure or enjoyable activities into your daily or weekly routine? What are some ways you currently create pleasure or find joy while working on your goals? How can you intentionally infuse more pleasure and enjoyment into your journey towards your goals? What activities or experiences would bring you joy? Reflecting on your past, how often do you find yourself being unkind or critical toward your past self? In what situations does this tend to happen? What impact does being unkind to your past self have on your present well-being and ability to trust yourself? How can you shift your perspective and develop a more compassionate and forgiving attitude towards your past self? What practices or mindset shifts can support this change? How often do you consciously consider and make choices that benefit your future self? In what areas of your life do you tend to prioritize your future well-being? What actions or habits can you adopt to ensure kindness and consideration towards your future self? How can you strengthen the connection between your present actions and their impact on your future self? In what situations do you feel most naturally curious and open-minded? Why? What strategies or practices can you incorporate into your daily life to cultivate and sustain a curious mindset? 
How often do you catch yourself engaging in should thinking, imposing rigid expectations on yourself or others? What strategies can you implement to become more aware of should thoughts and shift them towards more empowering and authentic perspectives? How can you reframe your thoughts and language to foster self-acceptance and align with your values? In today's podcast, we explored the journey of building self-trust as a mom, creating pleasure in small wins, being kind to our past and future selves, staying curious, and freeing ourselves from should thinking. By focusing on these practices, we cultivate a stronger sense of self-trust and find joy in our parenting journey. Join us for the next episode where we'll dive into fear, how it serves us, and how to overcome blocks. Subscribe to our podcast to stay connected and receive empowering insights for your wellness journey as a mom. And if any of this resonates with you, please share our episodes. Thank you for joining our wellness discussion this week with Autumn Carter. If you liked what you heard, follow me on Instagram at Moms Wellness in every season to keep up with the latest wellness tips for moms. Please share the podcast love with others by sharing, subscribing, and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want a topic covered in more detail or a free coaching consultation, please DM me on Instagram or send an email through my website, wellnessineveryseason.com. I look forward to connecting with you. Please join the discussion next week.